2: Welcome to Planancial's Future Rich Podcast, and my name is Barbara Ginty, and I am your host and also a CFP, which is a Certified Financial Planner, and I am here with my guest uh, today, Adele. Adele, I must say I love your fake name. Thank you. I welcome. So (laughs) tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? And I'm going to specify that you're in upstate New York for our listeners. Um, So tell us how old you are, what you're making, and what you do for work.
1: I am 28 years old and my current um, salary is $47,834.
2: That's quite an exact number, huh? Yes,
1: (laughs) Uh, right down to the the last dollar. (laughs) Um, I work for the county district attorney's office where I live in the county that I live. I'm specifically, my title is domestic violence outreach worker so wow my that sounds like for,
2: some pretty heavy work yes it's definitely
1: um it's you know usually when you meet new people they're like oh what do you do for a living and as soon as I say domestic violence it's just oh my gosh
2: or <laughs> you know so I had your a, standard or typical reaction huh
1: yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so um so my title my role entails I do all the outreach Um, to victims of domestic violence crimes. So I'm specifically in the Special Victims Bureau of the District Attorney's Office. So we get a new case. There's an arrest made. The paperwork comes to our office. As soon as the files opened, we do the initial outreach to the victims, find out a little bit more about the uh, the incident or past incidences that have occurred between them and the defendant, uh, find out some more history of their relationship, mental health, drug abuse, um, so pretty do you, much, do you yeah. like it? I do. I have been doing this type of work. I would I, I, I call it human services, but I guess you know more widely known as like social work
2: mm-hmm.
1: for about three, three and a half years. And I've been doing human services work with other um, populations since I graduated college.
2: Very nice. Very nice. And the nice thing about being a government worker is you're going to get a pension, right? Yes, I am. You're one uh, of those few people that we have on the show that gets pen- will have uh, a pension. And hopefully you can explain to me more about this. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone at work explain it?
1: So there was a – my first day, there was a three-hour – Three-hour? Training – not training, okay. but, like, sort of three-hour introduction with uh, your HR rep. Mm-hmm. But it was mostly, here's pa- here's packet on everything you need to know. I know I'm part of the New York State retirement uh, system. I don't know if that's the same thing as the pension
2: Yep, so it comes Uh, from New York State. Your pension will be a New York State pension. Okay. Um, So that was really cool to hear. (laughs) And basically
1: how many vacation days you get, how you accrue them, and your health insurance, which was my, you know, I really paid attention to that. But other than that, yeah, they didn't really go into detail. I guess they just, you know, so you're a New York State retirement system. And congratulations. here's
2: (laughs) Here's your packet yeah you know so it's great because most um, most jobs don't offer pensions Um, school teachers and government employees and I would say like firefighters and police officers are the most typical jobs that you'll have where you get a pension okay and what
1: oh I'm sorry do you know do
2: you know what it means
1: no I was gonna ask what what differentiates a pension from a 401k
2: oh it's a huge difference but that's a fantastic question so the difference with a 401k is you save that money for the most part. You're going to be saving that money on your own. And a 401k is actually where it falls in the IRC code. So the Internal Revenue Code, that's the section of the code that explains what a 401k is. That's where okay. it, that, that, that they came up with that. They didn't just pick that up out randomly. Well, maybe the IRS did. but So that's where you, where you find that section in the code. And what a 401k okay. is, is for usually... Uh, for-profit companies and it establishes a retirement retirement plan for the employees some companies contribute on behalf of the employees some companies just allow the employees to contribute and they don't put any money in so mm-hmm. you don't have access to a 401k because you're a government worker you have a retirement plan that you can fund on your own which is deferred compensation have you heard of that i have and um i didn't elect to go in it when i first started We'll we'll see what your answer is after this session. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to try and convince you. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and maybe we won't do it this this go, but maybe we'll get you in there eventually. It's a New York State's deferred comp is a really good plan. Um, Okay. But so basically the biggest difference, so a 401k isn't really like an apples-to-apples comparison with a pension because a pension is totally different than a 401k. A 401k would be self-funded. The pension plan I do believe you probably contribute a little bit out of your paycheck to the pension but the pension okay. is going to be they have a way to calculate how much you're going to get in retirement and it's a factor of number of years worked what tier you are in the New York state retirement system and then what your salary is it's a math <laughs> formula and okay. they use and they weight it depending so usually um, do you know what tier you are you're probably tier six Yes, I'm tier six okay so tier six, that just means what benefits you're going to get. It, it determines when you joined the retirement uh, system for New York State. So the okay. highest you can be is tier one. They get the most benefits. And those are, most of those people have already retired. There's a few people that are still probably tier one working in New York State. And those people are probably going to be um, somewhere between the ages of like 55 and older, maybe even 60 and older. Okay. So they got in a long time ago. So now anyone who gets hired... Recently, so you know, you were hired what three and a half years ago. Well, I was hired by the county a year and a half ago. A year and a half, okay. Because you moved. I into was doing the... domestic violence work at a
1: nonprofit before this.
2: But so, yeah, so when you got hired a year and a half ago, you came in as Tier Six, which determines what pension benefit you are going to get, um, whether or not you retire with health care, and uh, basically how they're going to calculate the pension benefit. Okay. So it determines okay. a lot of what you are eligible for in the New York State system.
1: Okay, so probably the lower number tier you are, the better.
2: Actually, on. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but yeah. So the 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 higher <laughs> the number, so six is six is not as good as tier one. Yeah, that
1: was I um I sort of realized that because I looked up um the differences, mm-hmm. and I remember during that HR three-hour meeting they explained your tier six um tier one is essentially tier one is better um and so in a better words, they explained it so
2: but the, the good news is it's still a great system to be in and as I said most jobs don't offer you know except you know there's those handful of um civil service jobs that offer a pension so it's a great thing to have it's another Uh, source of income you're going to have in retirement
1: okay so it's it's great you just want
2: to know how many years you need to be to get to be vested in the pension
1: I think it's 10 years okay
2: for tier six for tier six okay so it's something for you to consider like down the road if you're ever looking at leaving um, your county job is to think about what you'd be giving up in comparison to what you'd be getting from the new job Okay. Right, because if you started in nonprofit and you were ever thinking about going back to nonprofit, you wouldn't most likely get a pension from a nonprofit.
1: Yeah, when I when I was at the nonprofit, I had a it was a five hundred one, C three, which I think is their version of a four hundred one k.
2: Did they have a four hundred three b? Sorry, that's what I meant. Take <laughs> it out. I love that you're throwing out all these acronyms. Is, like so a they were so they were a nonprofit. So they were a five hundred one c. That's how they characterized the business. Yeah. So therefore, they were eligible to offer you a four hundred three b. That is absolutely correct. As you're <laughs> this is going to be like our alphabet soup session. I'm going to drop all of these numbers and acronyms, all the numbers
1: and letters. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so no, you you're spot on because they were a five hundred three c. They were nonprofit. So you had a four hundred one a four hundred three b. Yeah <laughs> okay, Okay. cool. So, But essentially what you have now with uh, New York State is great. So you're going to have a pension, and then you have access to deferred comp, which is basically the government's version of the 401k. Okay. Um, And as we talked about, because you're Tier 6, depends on what you'll get. But you'll be vested in, in 10 years. So if you were ever thinking of leaving before 10 years, you just want to see what you're giving up in a pension benefit to make sure that you were compensated for that if going forward at the new job, meaning that okay. you'd have to get something better to give up that future retirement benefit, right?
1: Okay. Well, then I'll have to come back to you. Yeah. Don't leave the pension
2: paying job until you talk to somebody. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then I think you get your maximum benefit. It's either usually 20 or 30 years. Okay. That's, yeah, that sounds
1: about right. Just because I hear, you know, those at my job who have been, you know, are almost at their 20 or 25 or something like that yeah and you know they're all oh, four more years until you know i can retire with full pension and things like that
2: yeah so. and it's fantastic because if you think about it let's just say you started a year and a year and a half ago so you were 27 yes i just turned 27 okay so when you got your job, you're 27. If you have to do 30 years, it sounds like a jail sentence, doesn't it? If you have to do your 30 years. Um... <laughs> don't like to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but in th- let's say you're to be fully vested and get your maximum pension benefit, you do 30 years and you probably would have to be a little bit older, but you, that would only bring you to 57, right? And most people don't retire at 57. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah well, because the way is... if you think about it, if you work for 30 years and you retire at 57, you're statistically going to have a greater than 30-year retirement. Wow. Yeah. It's a long time. I know, especially nowadays. When yeah, absolutely. A lot of, you know, and if you think about might... it, will you save enough in 30 years of working to have 30 years worth of money in retirement, because you, you'd want to actually plan for more than 30 because you don't want to wake up on your 87th birthday and be like, I feel like awesome. <laughs> I'm going to yoga and run out of money. Yeah. So you want to take care of your future self and make sure that you have enough saved. Okay. so, yeah, so don't leave your pension paying job before 10 years without doing some serious math to make sure it makes sense. Um, But ultimately, the target with when you get those government jobs, because they're hard to get, is that you stay to get your full pension, because then typically when you retire, your pension plus what you have saved plus Social Security will replace what you were making in terms of income. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some of our state workers actually, when they retire, their pension and social security covers their salary totally. So, whatever they have saved is just gravy.
1: That is so nice.
2: It is really nice. Oh, man.
1: Well, only. Uh, so, we only have a, I mean, a little bit of time 20 to 20 get here.
2: <laughs> so, what? Okay. So, now we went over a little bit about what you have as a benefit as a government employee. Mm-hmm. What else is going on with your finances?
1: Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so, I currently so I have an IRA okay that I set up a, right after my 25th birthday my dad as a birthday gift gave me $400 and he said go set up an I a Roth IRA okay and put money into it
2: that's I a good set idea
1: the, yes so I set up the IRA and I have not been contributing to it through these past 3 years, almost 4 years. Okay. Because I I have I live paycheck to paycheck. Okay. And I haven't seen and I in my in my paychecks that I earn how I can actually be saving money. Okay, well, so, you're
2: so just so yeah. you know, I think the statistic is 70% of people live paycheck to paycheck. Okay,
1: yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I guess. Most,
2: a lot yeah. of people do. Yeah, so let's go over kind of where you are budget wise. And I know everyone hates the word budget, but let's figure out where your money is going and see if we can find anything.
1: Okay, so I wrote this all out to be a little prepared. Really? Okay, so budget wise, so I started with rent, my rent is. 750 a month that does not include utilities okay so i live in a very tiny studio apartment and i gathered with utilities so electric and gas internet comes to about it, you know it varies depending on the month and the season if my heating is going to be higher or not between nine seventy and a thousand dollars a month for like rent.
2: Okay, then that's for all your utilities.
1: And yeah, including utilities
2: yes. Okay.
1: And then I factored in other expenses such as groceries. Mm-hmm. And I include takeout because I'm I do not cook. I'm trying <laughs> to twenty nineteen is my is the year of Finding joy in cooking because okay. I'm not one of those people that finds self-care in cooking, but it's cheaper to do than takeout, which I do frequently. Um, so anyway, with expenses such as grocery, the um, like food shop, so food shopping, gas for my car, my car insurance. I'm in. I go to therapy twice a month. I'm also a, I see a psychiatrist once every two months and I have a cat so my cat's food and litter uh and I have a vet appointment this month so that'll be something I have to yeah um and then I have like streaming services I cut down my streaming services quite significantly where now I just I just have Spotify Hulu and Netflix
2: okay Um, so you have the basics
1: yeah so that comes out the so that is all under expenses, comes I came out to about six hundred and ten dollars a month,
2: and that's for all the things you just listed. Correct. Not including rent, but yes. Yeah. yeah, not including rent. How? Where are you with groceries and takeout?
1: I want to say about between, and I don't even know what average is, but I think I'm between like a hundred. I guess 150 to 200, I want to say, or is that too, I don't know. I don't know whether it's too much or not, but. Um, is that a month? Yes. Okay.
2: 200 wouldn't be, that's, if you think of that as a weekly breakdown, that's $50 a month. I feel like that seems like it would be a bit light if you're doing takeout. Hmm. So then I get, cause yeah, I guess I, it would be, I want to say I could, I. Cause if you eat out lunch every day during work and it's. 10 bucks there's $50 right there. That's true. So I would say
1: probably 400 I guess. I think
2: that would be more reasonable. Yeah, which I
1: want which my goal is to cut down.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great place we can okay. look at to maybe save you some money. Yeah. Not necessarily that you need to enjoy cooking, but that maybe you'll enjoy cooking knowing that you're doing something else with the savings. Right. Right. Because I hate cooking. That's a cooking. good way to frame it for sure. Yeah. I like, I don't like cooking, but I always split stuff with myself, is the way I think about it. So, right now I'm working remote from Salt Lake City. So, I, because I bought a season's pass to ski. So, the sacrifice I made one way to help me pay for that was I'm not eating out. Okay. So, I hate, I don't like cooking either, but I can't, you can't do everything all the time. Yeah. So for me, for the next few weeks, I'm buying all my groceries. And granted, today I basically just ate peanut butter cups. So, like, those were the desserts for like the week. So I just ate them all today. So I'll have to start cooking tomorrow. I don't blame you. Those are my favorite. Yeah, they're so good. But so, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't like cooking either. But if I know I'm cooking because I'm able to do something else with the money, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. So
1: this whole week, I mean, it's only Tuesday, but I would say, so Sunday, Monday, and then today. I haven't gotten takeout or anything. I've brought my own lunch to work. Perfect. I've made my own dinner. And like what I made uh, Sunday, I had for dinner last night as
2: well. Perfect. Yeah. And if you know, if you can see the difference by tweaking where, where your money is getting spent and it's giving you a reward in another area, then I think it's usually easier. And you don't have to do it forever, Right. Right hopefully not hopefully not (laughs) hopefully we can I always like to alternate what you're cutting back on so that you're not cutting back on that for a year but you're cutting back on it for like three months and then you're going to do something else for three months and then you could switch back on and off so that it's not feeling like it's indefinite okay Okay, so we're going to put down for 400 for um the groceries and takeout and so forth and then okay um you have hulu spotify and netflix um so you don't have cable which is good right right because cable is super expensive
1: I yeah i don't i go when i go home my dad has cable i can't watch commercials i i'm not a i can't flip through the channels that's too no, much that's i agree. it's too much
2: too much so much work i'm trying to relax um, Exactly. so okay and then where are you do you pay for your cell phone I am on a family plan. You and everybody else. Do you know I am the family plan? I got screwed. Oh, really? Yeah, I pay for everybody. Oh, my goodness. I Maybe that's because I'm a senior. I was told I'm a senior millennial.
1: (laughs) Makes sense. Maybe. And also, you're a certified financial planner, so it just sounds responsible.
2: (laughs) That's true. I guess it would sound pretty shit if I was like going through people's budgets and I was like, my mom pays my cell phone bill.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, when I graduated college, I, in an act of independence and anger um, and angst, I guess I went off my my dad's cell phone plan and I got my own.
2: And you were like, what the hell? I know. And
1: I was on it for like a couple of years and I was like, this is a huge, as soon as it was like, is a huge mistake, but this is just what I have to deal with. And then I would say maybe two, two years ago, I uh, reached out to my dad and I was like, listen,
2: I made a big I, mistake. It's, it's, I, I, made made,
1: I made a big mistake. I need to go back on. <laughs> it's going to be cheaper and it's going to be better for everyone. In the, I don't know how I sold it. <laughs> but um he was very gracious and I went back on it and i keep every couple months i offer to pay my portion and even the other week cuz i had to, i got a new phone um and i said you know it's this is how much my is going to be my part of the bill right i can pay it and he's always like save your money and i was like i'm trying <laughs> So, for very fortunate, I don't have to pay my cell phone bill, but I pay pretty much every. I pay. I pay everything else. You pay everything
2: else. Well, that yeah. that is good. It is a good deal to be on the family plan. I just joke around because I. It's always when we're going through budgets, I always ask because if you're on, if you're not on a family plan, it can really run like a hundred bucks. Yeah, my bill used to be like hundred and ten dollars, yeah. which is it, crazy because if you're ridiculous. on a family plan, and I know because I pay for a bunch of people. Um, it's like, if anyone wants to be on my family plan, um, it's like 50 or 60 bucks, depending on the phone and the service.
1: Yeah. I think my portion averages, it's going to, it's 33, 33, a month. Oh yeah.
2: You're, you're not, not bad at all. I yeah. I sister. chose a phone that was, is what? I, yeah. That one's not bad at all.
1: Yeah. I chose, I try I try, I looked at the prices of the different phones before I went in. Um, and I chose one that wasn't the cheapest, but it wasn't the most expensive.
2: my God. I but. saw a funny meme on Instagram and it was like a guy's truck and he had like letters on the back of the cab. And it was like, ask me about how ATT t stole $685 from me. <laughs> <laughs> they really charge, and you go in there and you're like, what just happened to me? <laughs> it's
1: Yeah, basically
2: okay good so you don't have to worry about that expense so you have groceries we have rent we have um our streaming services um you have the cat cat litter um and then your therapist and and that mental health uh well-being spend and then what about um do you have any debt do you have credit cards or student loans absolutely okay
1: (laughs) 100 (laughs) percent. so my i guess um let's start with my credit card debt okay Um, I have, I totaled it today during my lunch, because that was a fun activity to do. (laughs) And my total credit card debt comes out to $6,883.95. And that is spread out between two, three, four, five, six cards. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of cards, but, but one, two, three of them are like store cards, like
2: Oh yeah. Oh, I hate, I, I hate, store cards. Okay. I, yeah,
1: it was, a mis- it was a huge mistake. Um, I have an Amazon card. Oh, I have, I have an Amazon prime account, but that's a yearly. Yeah. That's
2: charge. 10. Yeah. That's less than $10 a month.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. but we can add that to my streaming services. Okay. Um, and then I have two capital one credit cards. I re- oh, if I could just curse them out, I would. <laughs> I looked up what the interest rate is because yeah, that was be you're next up for it when you're out of college and, you know, you want to go to New Mexico with your friends, but you, you know, only have your debit card. So let me just go online and say, I want to get a credit card. and what, then wait, I have a the, credit card. This
2: credit card debt is from when you graduated college? it um yes how long have you been how long have you been holding on to your credit card debt
1: so these credit cards i opened i wouldn't say right out of college but i had um i did have one credit card when i was in college that i opened um my dad actually opened it with me he co-signed for it okay because he said i he wanted me to start building credit. credit
2: yep
1: um so that one I paid off because then I graduated college and then, you know, went into credit card debt. And I paid that one off maybe like four years ago.
2: Okay, so but you, so you've had this say, credit card debt for a while.
1: I've had this credit, this specific credit card debt, I would say for three years.
2: Wow. Okay. So we should work yeah. on getting rid of this.
1: Oh, 100%.
2: Are you just paying the minimum? What are you paying monthly for total for all of them? Because I'm mis- are you just paying the minimums?
1: Uh, yes. Okay. For, well, the two, like the two Capital One credit cards I have, I haven't been paying them. They're very much delinquent. One of them, I did Ooh. just pay off the um, the minimum to get it back in within the- good order. Yeah. And the other one I've not done yet just because okay. I haven't been able to with all my other expenses. And there was a lot of, um, you know, life, personal life things that came up. Th- okay. um, all I, right. So yeah. I'm
2: going to kind of jump around a little, cause I just want to get okay. a better understanding. So, so we're going to come right back to the credit cards. Okay. Where are you with student loans? I
1: have in total, um, $82,000 in student loans. And that includes four years of undergrad. And then I did a year of a master's in social work. Okay. And I'm actually going back to school to grad school in a couple weeks. I'm starting a new program,
2: but you're going to, you're going to keep working, right? A
1: hundred percent. Okay. I Cause have.
2: I almost, I almost, it took my breath away to think that you would go back to school and take all more, more loans.
1: No. <laughs> uh, no. I'm working. I I have that's why I left the graduate program I was in, just because it wasn't super friendly to those who need to work full time in order to do but it. also want to get a higher degree.
2: Okay. The eighty two thousand, what are you paying on your student loans? I'm on a income-based repayment plan. That's what I was so, going to say. You must be. Okay. Yeah. So
1: it's 171 37 a okay. month. Um, but I just submitted, because uh, I know you can, you can defer if you're back in school, but still pay, like, the interest. Yep. So I just submitted that form yesterday.
2: Okay. If you go back to grad school, or when you go back to grad school, will that mm-hmm. increase your salary? Does the... I don't know. That's a good question. We'll find out. Because what I'm wondering is, and so your income base, so your, are your loans growing then? Oh, uh, well, yes. A hundred percent. So here's my concern for you. Mm-hmm. My concern is that the student loan debt, is it, is it federal or is it private? It's federal, right? All of it. Federal. Yeah. yeah. And all of it's federal. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay, because so all of it is part of the income based repayment program. Yes. Okay, and so when you're paying one seventy one, you're not even paying the in. You're probably not even paying all the interest on it.
1: No, it's like one. It's like one dollar and seventy one cents on one loan. You know, five dollars on another. Right. Yeah.
2: Because what I'm wondering is. Because you typically, when you're working in human services, as you specified, your salary is never going to go up that high, right? Yeah, that's correct. So you're gonna, you'll probably stay in this band um, with the government. And you'll get, you're, you're gonna get set raise, raises typically. So yeah. you'll probably. And you could, you'll know more about this, but like someone who's been in your job, let's say twenty years, they're probably making somewhere in the six sixty thousand range. Sound right? Do you, yeah, do you know well, what I mean, the my trajectory spe- is? My
1: specific job, I think the person whoever's been there the longest in my specific job is maybe like eight years. Okay. But I know there's steady in, uh, like income increases for the first five years. Okay. And then it's like I, so my, my uh, salary just increased because of the new year.
2: Because what I'm worried about is, um, but I, I can look into it and we could put some post uh, podcast notes. Is I thought with the income repayment or income base repayment program that it was discharged after a certain number of years.
1: I think that's called like for loan forgiveness.
2: Mhm. Because that's what not- my because um, my concern for you is that if it isn't discharged and you keep paying the percentage of your income the value of your loans is going to continue to grow. Yeah. Right, and your and your job with your career trajectory, I don't believe with when you're in a government job because you get all these great benefits like health insurance and a pension and deferred comp, they typically don't pay, right? They they have salary bands for the roles, right? Within the state Correct. And so I believe in the role in the human services track that you're going, you're never going to make you know, a six-figure salary, which is totally fine. But my concern is then the student loans. Yeah. Because they're going to continue to grow. You know, $82,000 on whatever the interest rate is will continue to grow based on the payment you're making.
1: Right. Okay.
2: So so let me um, do a little digging. We're actually putting together our student loan class. I I did think that... um, after a certain time frame that the loans um, for the federal government, if you were part of the income-based repayment, payment were forgiven after a number of years, like 20 or 25, and if that's not the program you're in, maybe that's something we should look at for you. Okay. Because then that means you, you can continue to put a certain percentage of your salary towards your loans, but that after... A set number of years, which twenty or twenty-five is fine. Let's just say you stay with the government in this role for okay. thirty. Then your loan, the balance of your loan, would be forgiven at that period of time, right in the future. Yeah, and you wouldn't end up gone. owing. Let's let's just say the eighty-two over the next twenty years grows to be hundred and sixty. You don't now have a hundred and sixty thousand dollar loan payment, right? Yeah. yeah okay, that's so why don't I'm going to put that down as my. I prefer to give you guys homework, but I'll put that down as my homework (laughs) to check on that, um, on the income base repayment. I do think it gets forgiven. And the one thing I don't think they've dealt with yet, um, because I don't think anyone's had it forgiven yet, is um, that that would be then treated as income in the year discharged. What does that mean? So that means, uh, you know, that was Google League Ops. Sorry about that. That means <laughs> that when they forgive your loan, so let's say they forgive 100000 it's as if someone wrote you a check for 100000 It's treated as income. Okay. So you would get taxed on it. Oh, okay. That's a future problem. Um, yeah. Not say that we're not going to worry about that, but let's look and make sure you're in the right repayment program for the federal government. Okay. Given your job trajectory, your career so sh- trajectory
1: should I re cuz my recertification is this month. Mhm. So, I guess my question is, should I do that even though yes, I'm deferring because I'm going back to school.
2: Yes, I would still go in and recertify cuz what they want to know is your new salary, right? Yeah, cuz you got the raise. So they're going to they'll technically what they're going to do is they'll go in and adjust your payment cuz it's a, a percentage of your income. Okay. Yeah, so no, still do that. I just, I want to just check on it because I want to, I do think it's forgiven after 20 or 25 years. I just want to get you that information and then you can confirm it.
1: Okay, that would be super helpful.
2: Yeah, and then then it's just one thing to note when we're planning out your future finances is that when it is forgiven, if there isn't any law change, that you'll owe taxes on that. So to plan to save for that tax bill in the future, right? Okay. Because let's just say they forgive a hundred thousand, you'll probably owe like twenty thousand in taxes. Okay. Oh wow. I know, but if you have if you have a long time to plan for it, and we know it's going to happen, right? Right. That's true. And we'll hope to be honest. Hopefully, they just change the law. <laughs> that's the dream. That's the dream. Well, because they, yeah. cha- you know, when they did all of the press about it, right? It was great. All these new programs for federal loans are going to help everybody out. But what they didn't realize is you also have to coordinate with the IRS. <laughs>
1: Uh, They forgot that little detail. They
2: just didn't talk about that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: they're like, no one's gonna notice.
2: And and to be honest, as a politician, no one did notice, right? Like they're like, this is great, and it is great. It's an awesome repayment program. But like, what's the future consequence? Like, is it also gonna be great in thirty years when they forgive debt? Yeah, because who? Nobody wants to be on the wrong side of the IRS.
1: Yeah, because like I just paid off all of this money for my loans, and you get taxed, and you're like, all right, twenty thousand.
2: Yeah. Cause that's a big number. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just estimating, I have no idea if it's going to be 20,000. So let me just right. say that right. with a grain of salt, but, but it's just something to know about. So we'll do, I'll do a little digging on the income-based repayment program and, and see, um, what that if looks that's like.
1: the same as like the loan forgiveness?
2: Yeah. I, I, I thought that it would, it would give you some forgiveness. So we'll, I'll just double check on that cause I don't know it off the top of my head. Okay. But so, okay. So with your, with, cause with, when, with our listeners, um, some people I recommend really tackling their student loans and paying it all off. I think given that you have all federal loans and that you're planning on staying, it seems like you're planning on staying in the social work, human services career yes. path.
1: Yeah. I may not,
2: stay, I
1: don't, I don't hope, you know, see myself staying with the specific county job, but I would like to stay within the state, county, or federal system. Okay. And. My understanding, from uh, you know those that I work with that are have been in the county p- employee, um, one of my coworkers who's was before she took this position was a
2: state employee and um, it transferred. Yep, because you're all you're you're all within New York State. Yeah. So. Yep, and I do think the feds do something to coordinate as well.
1: Yeah, so that's nice that I don't feel like I would be trapped in this one position because there's no room for growth, not just salary-wise, but um, position-wise in my current position. In your current so, position.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I think it's good for you specifically for long-term planning. I think it's good for you to stay within the New York State system so that you get the pension as well.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Because I think with with your career track, with the with the salary, you'll make a really comfortable living doing it, and you'll do really mm-hmm. rewarding work um and it'll allow you to be on the income-based repayment program with the student loans, so that you're not trying to tackle eighty-two thousand, 000 right because that would take a very long time with the interest rates yeah. mm. but it's just good to be conscious of i think it's good that you stay in the system and then knowing that you, you want to be on the income-based rep- repayment program which is different than a lot of advice i give to people because some people depending on where their salaries are where they think you know they know what they're going to be making or they're i sometimes stress that they tackle and just crush their loans but for you i think you're better off being on the income-based repayment program okay and to try and get it forgiven knowing that there if there is not a law change you might owe taxes on it and then we'll deal with that in the future and maybe save to try and offset that future future expense okay but what we should tackle now not totally is the credit cards yep (laughs) yep i feel like you knew that was coming Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So okay. So let's go. So what are you bringing in um, monthly? What is your net coming in monthly? Because you don't, you're not contributing to the deferred comp, so it's just the they take out a little bit for your union, your pension.
1: Yes. So my, I, my. So what net is what I actually is after
2: taxes. Correct? Yep, your net is after taxes.
1: So that comes to about. I wrote it down on a different page, so that comes out to about twenty four. I think it's like twenty four hundred a month. Okay, I'm paid. So I'm paid biweekly. Okay, I'll it down.
0: i wrote it down somewhere else.
1: Okay, so my paycheck after taxes is my net pay is 1285.93. Okay, so dollars 1285.93. Three. Now here's the thing. Okay. I just got my pay bumped up. So my my gross pay paycheck is 1832 and 72 cents now. So I get paid Friday, so I won't know I try to like guess. I try, I try to guesstimate like based on what is getting taken out of my taxes now because I know it's going to go up because you know the more you make, yep, the more they take. Um. So maybe a little around like thirteen hundred,
2: uh, biweekly is what I get. So times two. So twenty. Um, so twenty six hundred a month. Yes. Okay, I think that's a good estimate. And if it's only, if it's higher, then that's extra. Okay. but I think that's a good estimate. So 2,600 a month. So if we take out, we just say a thousand right out of the gate for rent. Red. Okay. And your yeah. utilities. So that mm-hmm. gets us to 1,600. And then how much does, cause, and we'll just say, even if we said 400 for groceries and takeout, mm-hmm. that's 1,200, right? And then, how much does it run for the cat? Um, your therapist. I know Hulu, Netflix, Spotify.
1: Okay, so those I did put. Um, I did check those out. Okay, so my therapist, my copay is twenty a session, so twice a month, so that's forty a month for therapy. Um, my cat food and litter comes to about forty dollars a month. Okay. Um, all of my streaming services, like Spotify, Hulu, and Netflix together is about 30 a
2: month. Okay. Plus 10 for Amazon. If we just break it down that way. Right. Okay. So, uh, oh, go ahead. So that's one twenty for the therapist, the cat, cat litter and streaming services. And then what about car and car insurance and gas?
1: So I don't have a car payment. Oh, great. My, Yeah. I'm very, very fortunate with that as well. Um, but my car insurance is ninety four a month.
2: Okay. And do you think gas is like one fifty? Yeah, that's okay. what I wrote. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, I was just trying to yeah. think. So one fifty, and then we'll just say your loan payments are one seventy one, and then we're not going to include the credit cards because we're going to figure out how we're going to do that. Yeah. So then we add all that up. So those are the other expenses. Because right now, after rent and groceries. Um we have 1,200 left, right? So let me just take out your other expenses of um, gas, car insurance, streaming services, and therapist, and then your loan payment. And that gets us to 535. So let's just round up and say that's 600.
1: that I have left over.
2: Yep. So. If you put six hundred a month towards your credit cards, you get done with it in just about eleven months. Under a year. Under a year, yeah, absolutely. That's saying there are no emergencies coming up.
1: Yeah, I mean, and my this last 2018
2: taught me a hell of a lot about emergencies. And so that's why I would I would say your key is to get rid of the credit card debt and then build an emergency fund. Okay. So put a uh, you would, should probably have about 3000 just in cash just so for when those emergencies come up they don't end up on a credit card. Okay. So here's what I would do. All your credit cards, can you have you investigating investigated doing a 0% um balance transfer? So moving it all to one card that has 0% for like 18 months or 12 months. I I've never heard of that. Oh, really? Yeah. You end up paying to do it, so you'll end up paying um, I don't know, a few hundred dollars depending on the card and your credit to do Uh that. I would look at at it. Um, You might, because I know you said you weren't paying on one of the cards. You might have to just do a month or two of making consistent payments so that it brings your credit back up. Okay. But you can usually do a transfer and move everything onto a 0% APR card. The catch with the 0% APR card if you do this is if you're late on a payment, they will charge you a penalty APR that will be way worse than any APR you're paying.
1: Oh, wow.
2: So what you what I recommend when you do this strategy is you want to set it up for an automatic minimum payment every month so that you never miss that. Okay. If and a how goal would it six hundred, Yeah, just do an auto payment for whatever the minimum is and then manually do the extra payment. Okay. But I would try and target in your budget. And so I think your key really, because you know what everything else is costing, I think your key is going to really try and stick to a budget of $100 a week for food and takeout. Okay. That's where you I I I have a feeling that that's probably a bit lower if you're living paycheck to paycheck cuz based on what we figured out you have 600 left over and I think that's really easily eaten up with takeout. Yeah. Or this like anything really, out, like drinks.
1: This is really uh as nerve-wracking and scary as this is going over your finances. Um just hearing all of this is definitely scaring me into throwing away my takeout menus. For
2: the <laughs> I was hoping to hear it wasn't as scary as you thought.
1: Well, now that i well it I mean, now that I'm, I've been, you know, I'm talking with you and going through it and seeing it written out, um, line by line, it's more, um, help, I'm just, I feel a little more like, okay, I, someone's walking me through it. You know, she didn't, she, you know, it's I, I'm not, it's not like, oh my God, you're going to end up on the street. What are you doing? No, so. no, no.
2: You could totally do it. It's just going to be, I would say that if you really buckle down and like, and, and made the sacrifices to, cause even depending on where your heating bill and stuff is, we gave you a hundred dollar wiggle room with your utilities. Right. Right. So like if, if your utilities and rent come in at 950, there's an extra night out for you. Right. Or two nights out. Right. Yes. A night. A night. A big yeah. night. Or you could break it into two small nights. A big, a big night. <laughs> Dinner and a movie. Dinner yeah. and a movie. Yes, yeah, so I would just, that. that's where I would have the wiggle room. I would really just monitor where your money is, what's coming in and what's going out. But you'll, I think you'll feel amazing when you get rid of your credit card debt. That's the only real issue that you have.
1: Yeah, it's um, not great. And it's hard I... to get,
2: it's really, there's no easy way to get rid of it other than to buckle down and commit to paying it off.
1: Right. The, the way like I was just doing oh, a I'm podcast sorry. with one
2: of our experts that we had on, and he brought up a really good point, which is the time is going to pass anyway.
1: That's true.
2: Right. Think okay. about it. Every year, everyone gets excited, sets their new re- New year's resolutions, and then you, but you got to do it every year. So you're going to, we're going to go through this year, regardless of whether or not you paid off. But you'll feel much better when you get to the end of the year and you don't have credit card debt.
1: That is true. It's going mean, to, I remember the first time I paid off my, the first credit card I ever had right out of college.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I made that last payment, it was like such, it was like this weight was lifted off my shoulder.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, you, and you've and yeah. you been dragging this around with you for a number of years. Yeah. And then the thing is, you're going to learn that you have control over your finances mm-hmm. and that you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck.
1: That's... I like hearing that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's totally up to you. Yeah. I mean, once you get rid of your credit card debt, then you're going to... It's kind of that's- like when you, because you're going to school again, you know, when you, when you go back to school, cause I had to take my CFP at night. Yeah. You don't know how yeah, you're going to do it. right it You're working and you're like, okay. So I was like, I'm going to study every night from seven to 10. Well, then when you stop studying, you're like, what am I going to do with all this time? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> cause you fit it in. So once you get yeah. your, your credit cards paid off, you're going to be so used to having that extra, not extra, you're going to have 600 in your budget that you're, you didn't allocate. You don't have right. to allocate towards a credit card repayment so then and you I can, can actually build up
1: a savings
2: yeah you can build up a savings and then you're not going to feel so stressed out because if there is an emergency and your car gets towed or you need new tires it's not going to be this dread in your stomach because you're like oh I've already planned for it I have the money set aside okay yeah so you're just this you suck it up for a year and then you take control yeah. back of your finances um how would I, how do
1: I go about, I, mean, I can always Google it, but looking into. <laughs> looking uh, into a, a 0% a- APR
2: card. I really like, um and I don't endorse them, but I really like Credit Karma. Oh, okay. I know them. Well, yeah. I, so yeah. you just go online and they tell you what you're eligible for. So you just want to look for a 0% APR card. I would try, I think the target should be to try and get this done in a year. That being said, if something comes up, I would look for one, if you can, for 18 months, just in case there's a month where there's an emergency and you don't have the six hundred to put towards it, you just do your minimum payment. Okay. Yeah. So
1: you don't te- so as long as you make a payment.
2: You have to you just can't month. yeah, you have to make a payment. Well, you don't at have least to you do make six, the minimum. Yeah, you don't have to do six hundred. What I would want to do is have you have it paid off in the time that's zero percent APR.
1: Yeah, which is eighteen months.
2: Yeah. So if we get it to eighteen months, so I would try and tackle it earlier and then you always have that extra leeway if it takes thirteen versus twelve months, you know?
0: Okay. That's it gives good. you a
2: little more wiggle room in case so there's a one month you can't make the payment or two months. You don't have to worry about getting done right in twelve. It gives you the eighteen okay. month window. Um, but you want to make sure that a minimum payment is always set up. You don't ever want to miss a payment with one of those cards. Okay. That's good advice. Yeah. Does that sound good?
1: So, yeah. So my so I would get the credit card and use that credit card to pay off all of these
2: no actually a little different you would open that credit card and you would do what's called a balance transfer you would transfer all six cards all the balances over to that one so you only have one credit card with a a balance on it okay and you'll pay for they're going to charge you for the balance transfer and that's okay
1: is there is it like what's that amount usually it's usually like a
2: percentage okay they'll charge or sometimes it's a flat rate it just depends on the credit card okay so I, it's usually a couple hundred dollars. I'd say it's probably going to be between 100 and 300 dollars, something like that for the balance transfer. Yep. Okay. So and then you can call the companies and tell them what you want to do and find out what it will cost. Like what is the balance transfer cost? How long do I have zero percent APR? Okay. But credit karma usually gives you an idea of what you're going to be approved for. That's good. Yeah. All right. But as I said, you might need to before you can do it because you haven't been paying on one of the cards, you might need to make a payment the next month or two before you're eligible. To get back
1: in good graces. Yeah, you
2: have to get back in those good graces with those credit companies. Yeah. You got to show them you're, you're going to be a good client.
1: <laughs> was like, you can trust me now. I swear, I'm
2: going to pay you. But so that would, I would say that would be my plan for you. So I would, I would really track it. I think $100 a week for food, if you're not eating out, you can totally do as a single person. Yeah. Um, And I don't think that you need to find, I mean, I don't find joy in cooking, but I find joy in the things that I get to do because I am cooking.
1: That's true. I had a a friend suggest, because I I enjoy listening to podcasts on my way to work and at work. So they suggested, well, why don't you do that with cooking? Because it's, you know, a nice distraction. You're entertained. And then next thing you know, you've made a meal. Yeah, that's, that's a really that good is. idea.
2: <laughs> no, I like it. And then what I'll do is I'm going to look into the income-based repayment, and then we're going to put that as the podcast notes, exactly which program you're in and how it works for all of our listeners so that we can get that answered. All Well, Adele, thank you for being on our show. I hope this is helpful. And for all of our listeners, you can check out our online classes at www.planancial.com. We are launching a new student loan class and running a special till April, where you get $50 off if you use the coupon code MONSTER. Um, And that's it.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
1: Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com real noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week individual results may vary with chime secure credit card you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments get started at chime.com slash build the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic results may vary see chime.com for details terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details